Welcome to the Great British Foreign Affairs Podcast, hosting insightful conversations with fascinating people to shape the way that Britain interacts with the world. In this episode, I'm delighted to speak to Bashir Wadraogo from Burkina Faso about the Sahel. This region that sits between North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa is increasingly in the news, but not well known in the UK. And it's an area close to my heart. So let's dive in. Bashir, it's an absolute honour to have you on this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and being with us here with us today. Thank you. Let's Thank start you. off. Tell us briefly about your background where you're from, the headlines of your career so far, and also about your connection with the UK. Yes. So I'm uh, Bashir Ismail with Raugo, and uh, I'm really glad to be uh, on the program today. So regarding my uh, my background, I'm from Burkina Faso in West Africa, okay? And uh, I have done my university, my, my master's degree in economics in Burkina Faso, and uh, I went to Netherlands uh, for a second master in social policy financing. And then uh, from Netherlands, uh, Maastricht, I went to Manchester for my, uh, my PhD in uh, economics of uh, renewable energy and climate change. And uh, I've had a wonderful time, uh, you know, studying in Manchester and, uh, you know, touring a little bit UK, making friends and, uh, you know, keeping very good uh, good friends, especially uh, my supervisor, my uh, teachers, and uh, and yeah, and and still have uh, a lot of contacts in the UK, and uh, yeah, almost every year I'm still going back, you know, to visit the friends. And uh, uh, back uh, in Burkina, I uh, I work for the the ECOWAS, okay, and uh, I was uh, in charge of. Uh, uh, supporting the entrepreneurship, you know, initiatives of the ECOWAS and that. And, uh, also uh, after that, I've been, uh, involved in politics, was elected as MP twice. And then, uh, I was appointed as Minister of Energy and Mines. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's a little bit my, my background. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And, so I love it because you have, you're obviously from Burkina Faso, but you have this experience of the UK. And so you'll know that the Sahel isn't very well known in the UK. We yes. there'll be there'll be various listeners that don't know much about about that yeah. region. So let's start yeah. from basics. Describe it for us. Um tell us a bit about the geography, the climate, its history, its people. Yeah. You know, um, the, uh, the Sahel region has its, its, its names indicate is, is, uh, is in the Sahel, you know, uh, characterized by uh, dry climate, okay? And, uh, but uh, with wonderful and warm people, okay? Uh, the, the 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 history of of the Sahel region is uh, very diverse because it's made of you know several countries you know uh, from Burkina to Chad Mauritania up to Mali Niger and uh, you know going up to uh, some part of Morocco and so so 
regarding uh, the countries, we have a very diverse, but, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, mingling between the populations, you know, from the north to the south, you know, so you could see uh, a lot of, you know, variety, but a lot of common, you know, uh, kind of um, value, you know, for people of the Sahel region, especially welcoming, being open uh, to uh, to foreigners and, uh, and and other people because they have been for history nomad people. You know, they used to move from one place to another. So you need to be welcoming other people because you also you will be traveling a lot. So you want. <laughs> to be welcome when you go to somebody else's place. So, you know, this has been a kind of um, a character of, you know, of the Sahel people, but hardworking people also, because, you know, uh, the weather is not uh, very, uh, very, uh, uh, let's say, uh, uh, generous, you know, because it's not, it's not uh, raining much, you know, so um, they have to be very innovative, you know, uh, to be hardworking and to make sure that, you know, the, the small resources that you have, that you make sure that you keep it, you know, uh, for long because you never know, you know, uh, when uh, a problem will come. So the, one of the, 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 the main character is that, you know, you have uh, people that... Uh, can make everything out of anything, you know. So, you know, they will use small things to, uh, to make great things and, uh, they will be, um, you know, working hard and, and making sure that, you know, they provide for their family. So having said that, it's a region which is also blessed by natural resources. You know, uh, the, 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 the sun is already a, a, a big resource in terms of producing, you know, electricity. And uh, you have also a lot of, you know, reserves of gold, you know, a lot of minerals, um, you know, a lot of uh, uranium in the region, a lot of manganese, uh, zinc, cobalt. So it's really um, a blessed region, you know, because uh, they happen to uh, to have a lot of, you know, uh, resources and uh, and even if the climate is seems to be uh, tough but uh, in reality you know uh, it's uh, it's a blessing you know for the whole region so um, particularly my country Burkina Faso has all these uh, these these characters and uh, but uh, in Burkina we have a little bit we have a frontier with you know uh, countries like uh, Ghana and Ivory Coast and uh, Togo and Benin, uh, and those countries are more like, uh, let's say, coastal countries. So more, uh, uh, they have more rain. So the south of Burkina Faso is a little bit more, uh, you know, have more precipitation, more rain. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. And it's always yeah. struck me that because it's sandwiched between North Africa and, like you say, the coast of West Africa, there's, yes. there's a real mix of culture, traditions and history, Absolutely. isn't there? And it, it feels Absolutely. different to maybe yeah. some countries yeah. that the UK has closer That's links with. Yeah. 
So you have, you have, even you look at families, you have, uh, you know, families that are from everywhere, you know, you will see, for example, in Burkina Faso, you have some tribes that are uh, cousins with some tribes in uh, Morocco and Mauritania, same in Niger. So, you know, it seems diverse, but very interlinked, you know, because you have all these, uh, uh, people that used to, uh, uh, to travel a lot, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, you have a lot of, uh, mix, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, of, 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 of tribes and also the way of doing the collaboration. So uh, we're, we're very good, you know, integrated with each other. And that's why, uh, you know, when, uh, you look at what's going on in the region, actually, uh, it's not us, you know, because, you know, everybody used to have this very nice combination on, you know, how to, uh, to work together, how to be useful to each other. And, uh, this diversity was our wealth, you know, and, uh, we were, you know, we are very happy to have, you know, this diversity from each, each other so that, you know, at the end of the day, we are rich of our diversity. So, you know, that, that have been something uh, we value a lot and we want to keep it, you know. Yeah, and next generation. Yeah, exactly. And and so coming <laughs> on to that subject, there's a lot going on right now in the region, isn't there? And yeah. both politically, from a security point of view, and some longer term challenges. So, tell us about that. Yes, you know, um, uh, the region is you know uh, suffering at the moment because of. Uh, uh, security issues, but uh, you know, I would say that you know, from also my my background, you know, that I've I've, I've studied a little bit, uh, yeah, you know, climate change. So the pattern of the climate is you know changing rapidly in the region, you know, uh, and 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 you know, almost ninety percent of the people you know uh, living in the Sahel region, they live based on agriculture and breeding animals. So you can imagine, you know. Uh, with the climate change, uh, the rain pattern change, and uh, the drought, uh, you know, it's getting less and less rain. So it's impacting, you know, uh, dramatically you know, the livelihood of everybody. So, you know, those who used to have enough water for the agriculture, now scarcity of water, you know, uh, making it uh, very difficult for them to get enough, you know, crops, you know, to be able to feed themselves. And uh, those who are breeding animals, you know, the space for breeding the animals is shrinking, okay? So, uh, you know, bringing conflict between agriculture and, you know, and breeding animals. So, you know, um, all these things link to poverty and uneducated people, you know. Uh, that gives, you know, um, uh, a fertile, you know, zone for for those, you know, I would say uh, so-called uh, terrorists, but I would say it's more or less, uh, you know, mafia people, you know, uh, taking advantage of, you know, of the poverty of uh, of people, you know, taking advantage of uh, people being uneducated and uh, the anxiety in which they are living because, you know, when uh, you lose your crops, you lose your animals, uh, you know, uh, and you don't have uh, a, a good uh, social uh, system, you know, uh, because the state uh, 
doesn't have a good, you know, kind of uh, mechanism for social protection, okay? Meaning that, you know, uh, if you are living uh, in rural area and you lose your animals, there is no social protection nets that will, you know, uh, bounce you back and allow you to, to go. So when you put all these things together, you know, um, it gives you a recipe uh, of uh, the problem that we are we are facing now in the Sahel region, and uh, you realize that you know a couple of people you know will use some uh, uh, guns and uh, start you know from village to village attacking positions, and uh, and now uh, it has been fueled by what happened in Latin in Libya, you know. Uh, this uh, dismantling of, of, of Gaddafi, you know, of Libya. And, you know, Gaddafi has uh, huge, you know, massive reserves of, of, of guns, arms, missiles, and all these things, you know. So um, it was open market, you know, for all these people, you know, for very small money, uh, they could get, uh, you know, guns. So all these guns spreads, you know, in the, in the region, uh, starting from Mali and affecting Niger, Burkina Faso, and now we see some, uh, you know, some uh, uh, sporadic uh, attacks also in uh, Togo, Benin, uh, Ivory Coast, and so and so. So that's the sad situation of uh, the situation that uh, uh, we are living in uh, in the in the in the Sahel region at the moment. And uh, politically, you know, uh, since uh, we were in, uh, let's say, uh, um, some sort of, um, uh, let's say, uh, democratic, you know, uh, a, a state uh, where you have uh, people that were elected, but not being able to, uh, to provide, you know, in terms of security, you know, because of that, because of all the problems that we were facing. So more and more, you know, you've got some military coup because people are expecting the central government to take care of them, to, <laughs> to make sure that, you know, they are protected. And if they feel like the terrorism is advancing and uh, the civil government is not able to protect them, so they will call for the army to come and, uh, and, and do the job. So that's, that's the fuel, you know, for all the military coup that uh, we are getting in the region. And, uh, and yeah, uh, that's, that's a kind of domino effect, you know, uh, from one country to another. You know, the more coup, uh, the more uh, people think that, oh, that's the, the best way to, uh, to go forward. But, you know, the roots of all these things are coming from the poverty, you know, and all these problems that, you know, we've, le we've stated uh, uh, later on. So if we want to solve this, you know, we have to go to the roots of the problem and make sure that, you know, we, uh, we are treating it uh, properly. Yeah, and it's exact trying to tackle those root problems is made more difficult at the moment, isn't it, by the fact that, because the violent extremism is causing such insecurity that you've then got internally displaced people have people having to move from their homes and you've got food security crisis as a result as well so these the current issues pile up and it becomes much harder to root down into what's originally causing it yeah. um but 
Bashir, I'm always struck whenever the the big issues are talked about now and obviously the challenges. I'm always struck in my own interactions with the Sahel around how Sahelian populations are so active, they're passionate, they are forging their own future and they are ambitious and optimistic about driving forwards at the same time they they want they want change and they're building their country's futures together and I wondered if you could say a bit about that because I think that's something that can be missed when people only learn uh, about what's going on through news headlines yes I agree you um, you are one of the you know the few you know to how to highlight you know uh, the the, the, the 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 positive aspect of the of the region you know which are very active people very optimistic driving by uh, you know courage you know hardworking people passionate about the region you've stated very well and it comes from you know uh, the origin you know because uh, like I said you know they used to be in you know uh, in, in hard situation where the weather is not always um, you know, uh, giving all the opportunities, but they, they, they have always been happy with what they have. You know, it's not like, um, it's a population of, you know, uh, being always, um, you know, uh, grumpy because, you know, I haven't got this, I haven't got that, you know, despite the fact that, you know, they were not, you know, well off, you know, you know, you've always seen, you know, the smile on people's face, you know, happiness. And it draws, you know, the, the, the thing about what what is the our objective at the end of the day. It's not about, you know, getting massive resources, getting massive wealth. No, it's all about being happy. So if you can be happy with the small things that you have, then uh, let it be. And that's and that's what was characterized by, by people in that region, you know. They, they were happy with whatever they have, you know. They were making good life out of it. And, 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 but in, in the same time, they are also, you know, moving forward, you know. They want to improve their children's lives, you know. They, they, they want to make sure that whatever they have is well spent, you know. And, 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 and it's done in a way that, you know, uh, it's, it's, it will be good for everybody. So, you know, you have, this, this, you know, duality where you have, you know, a population which is quite, you know, uh, okay, you know, with whatever they have, but also they need some change, you know, they, they want their leaders to, uh, to, to, to be okay, you know, to give them, uh, the best of, of, of what we can have. And all these things lead to what we have now, okay, where, uh, people see more and more what's going on in other, places, you know, with social media, with, you know, with internet, with all these things, you know, and with the youth. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a very difficult time for the youth, you know, being so, uh, so poor, okay. And, 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 and seeing, you know, uh, all the wealth that is being spread all over the place. And even especially when you see the amount of money that has been invested, you know, by the international community to come and support, you know, the army, you know, and, 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 and spending billions. So, you know, 
people start questioning themselves. And that's what I said, you know, it's, that's not us, you know, because it's changing, you know, the, the paradigm of the Sahel region, you know, it's even going to the core of what we used to be, you know, very welcoming people. We don't understand why people attack each other now, you know, killing each other. That's not us, you know. We used to be uh, very good even to, to foreigners coming. So why are we now attacking each other, brothers, you know, you know, neighbors? So that's, that's, you know, why I said, the, you know, the, the, the paradigm are changing and, um, and we need to act fast and, uh, and, 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 and make sure that, you know, uh, we stop all this, uh, you know, negative dynamic that is really saddening all of us, you know, in the region. Mm, and it's a it's a very young population, isn't it? And very young, very young, very young. And also, as, you, as you've mentioned, it has an incredible coverage, uh, mobile phone coverage, which you might not expect for, um, yeah. particularly in the desert areas. So, just to add in to yeah, add when when you reflect on. Um, the young people, you're talking about a lot of the population, aren't you? And you're talking about people that yes. are very far away from the capital cities, but they're still connected with now, with what what's happening in other places. Yeah, you know, um, the, 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 the young the young population, uh, like like what you said, you know, um, is creating um, a, a lot of anxiety, you know, for the region. When you look at those who are attacking, you know, those who are uh, you know, used uh, uh, for for these terrorist attacks. It's all young people, you know. Um, w- those who are being killed, it's all to the young population. But look, we have almost 75% of the population which is young. They are not educated, okay? They don't have a job. They don't have a future. They, 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 are, oh, they are helpless, you understand? They don't have a, like... A, a, they, they don't see anymore, you know, like, like in the modern, you know, society, a kind of role model, you know, for them. So we are losing our young people, you know, and, and we are losing our, our, our culture with them because what used to characterize the Sahel region is now being lost by, by what's going on. And, and also, uh, uh, you know, what's going on on social media and so on. So, it's really um, uh, a big concern, you know, for us, you know, leaders, you know, uh, to think about, you know, what will be tomorrow for us in the region, you know, what is the next generation that we are going to build, uh, and 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 what is, you know, our culture, what 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 are we going to leave to leave behind us, you know, so all these questions are, you know, very um, present now for us, you know. Uh, we have been at a leadership position so that, you know, uh, we start preparing tomorrow now. You know. Yeah, and I wanted to come on to that leadership position. And yeah. you've had an incredible experience and um, position in government. And I wondered as Ministry, Minister of Energy and Mines of Burkina Faso and, and as an MP, and I wondered... Um, what are your reflections, having been in that position, what are your reflections of being in government in that context, in the context you've been describing and the insights yeah. you've gained from that? You know, it's a, it's a very interesting question. You know, um, I was, 
you know, I was coming with, uh, you know, the mindset of, you know, changing the world. You know, I was coming from, you know, University of Manchester, PhD, you know, uh, ECOWAS, you know, and, and, and all these, you know, uh, big dreams, huh? And, 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 and also thinking that, you know, uh, you know, uh, I will, uh, I will change the world, you know, like <laughs> with the, the magic, uh, <laughs> thing. But the reality is that, uh, it's not, it's not easy. And, uh, the, what's going on within, uh, is, it's, it's, it's huge, you know, when you are not well prepared and, and, and you are just, you know, thrown inside. Uh, it, it becomes uh, very, uh, very difficult. But on the other hand, it's very difficult, but it's very challenging and very rewarding because uh, what you used to think about, you know, what you used to study, you have the opportunity to put it uh, to, uh, to task, okay? You can, you can now experiment, you know, what, you know, you were, you are studying about, and also it makes you good. You know, you you feel good by seeing the 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 the, the impact that you are making on people's lives. I was fortunate enough to be a minister of energy and mine, and energy is something which is crucial uh, in terms of impact. You know, on agriculture, on education, on the economy. So you know. I, I have seen, you know, uh, you know, the impact on people's lives. When I was coming as minister, you know, we were about 25% of the population that has access to electricity, you know. And when I was leaving, it was about 50%. So, you know, wow. we almost doubled, you know, within, uh, four years, we doubled the access of electricity, uh, in the country, thanks to renewable energy, uh, and thanks also to, to the knowledge that I, I've had, you know. Uh, before being minister, you know, I was quite prepared because I was already, you know, in the field. I have worked at the ECOWAS. I've seen things on the ground. So I was quite prepared when I was, I was in the position. So, you know, I can say that that was a very uh, a challenging experience for me, but very rewarding because I have impacted life of millions of people. You know, I've allowed the economy, uh, to, to flourish, you know, uh, reducing, uh, the, the subsidy of state, you know, dramatically because, uh, you know, we were subsidizing, uh, uh, you know, electricity consumption. So this money can be now, you know, uh, injected into maybe, uh, you know, health, uh, or education and so and so. So, you know, um, it's a very challenging uh, job, but very rewarding because, uh, it allows you to impact people's lives and to, uh, to make a kind of impact and that's and that's what everybody should be you know uh doing many of that it's it's great to hear you're interesting the journey from what you come in with to what you are actually able to achieve which is amazing um but the ups and downs in that as well and one of the i guess uh one issue that's talked a lot about when people talk about challenges of the region is governance and um, weak trust between citizens and the state. You talked a bit about that before, about um, the lack of social protection and and some of um, the results that that can have in terms of how people feel about their country's government, uh, especially, I guess, when 
when some populations are very far away from the capital city where the government is is more visible. Tell us, uh, you've got a very unique insight because you have actually been <laughs> in the position where you've been bringing change in that area. What are your thoughts you'd like to share with people about that side of things? Yes, um, that's, that's, that's a very important and very good question because, you know, governance is about trust, you know, you know. You need people give you trust by electing you, by by giving you uh, their representation. You know you have you are deciding on their behalf. So when you are at this position, you need to think about uh, giving back, not only giving back, but also going back to to tell to your constituency what have you done. You know. There should be um, this uh, feeling of, oh, I owe my position to those people that are my constituent, you know, to the population. You need to go back and, and, and make sure that, you know, all the time you explain what you have done, your success and your failure. And if you fail, you need to explain why you, 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 you fail so that, you know, you will gain more trust. And, and, and also that people will feel like, oh, we made a good choice and understand that, you know, politicians are not just coming when they need their vote and just disappear when they have been elected and when they are in position. This is very important, you know, and, 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 and sometimes when you are in the, in, in the action and you are doing this, you are doing this project, you are doing that, you forget easily about those who put you in that position. And, and, and you don't have this, this sense of, of, of entitlement, okay? Of, 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 of being uh, obliged to explain yourself because sometimes, you know, when they are in this position, you know, uh, with security, with protocols and all these, you know, kind of uh, uh, power thing, you forget about the little guy. And, 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 but you, you are not, you, you don't have nothing. You, you are there because of the little guy. And if the little guy is not satisfied, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense of you being there. So this process of, of, of explaining, you know, what we have done with your trust, what we, we, we promise to achieve, what have we done? What have we succeeded or not? We, we need to go back and explain that. And that's not something that I've seen very often, you know. Uh, at the beginning, I had this problem. I struggled myself because, you know, I was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. I was, you know, uh, at 100 uh, miles per hour, you know, fast going. And then, I, you know, at some point I was like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, are these people even satisfied about the way that I'm conducting myself and uh and the ministry uh, are they getting the necessary feedback. So this is very important, and I want to uh, to take advantage of your you know of your program to uh, to really advise you know those who are going into public you know, to to understand that you know a leader is somebody who think about those who are surrounding him and making sure that they are empowered and that they feel like we are succeeding together. That 
we are we are making this together that they have their words that they they are being listened to and that the 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 word counts it's very important to to do that and to do it regularly sometimes it's not comfortable because you are throwing yourself into you know very difficult things because sometimes you don't have good results and it's it's normal but you need to to have the to be humble enough to explain yourself and say guys i've tried this but uh, i didn't succeed you know uh with your support again we will try differently and uh, this time we might succeed so you know you have to be human you know you are not uh, superman nobody is superman and nobody is able to do everything but you are human being and you have to accept your failures and accept also your your victory but you know when you are in that situation you just think about you know winning 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 but you know you cannot win all the time and you have to be humble enough to accept that so i that that was a very good question i i, I like it it's 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 very important it's very key yes yeah i love this i mean this is deep wisdom yeah. including for uk politics and <laughs> including yeah. for those representing <laughs> in uk parliament uh, back to the, their regions and of course we know that there are similar challenges in the uk around how communities feel and whether they feel heard listened to whether they trust their politicians yeah. so um very relevant globally <laughs> as well as um Yes, the, yes. The it's, it's, it's global. It's global. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And I mean coming back to yeah. your your you've had a very unique experience really. I'm I'm interested curious to hear how was it to experience you experienced a military coup d'etat your the government you were serving for yes. was ousted and I mean that's quite some experience so I wonder whether you can tell our listeners a bit about how yeah. that was and how that felt you know um uh, uh, give you an intel you know I was not only minister of energy and my but also in charge of the youth in my party okay so you can imagine i was you know one of the main minister but i was also you know the guy who was supposed to uh, you know to mobilize the young people to counter the coup eh so i was not in a very good seat eh <laughs> it was a very hot seat but but you know uh, i would say that uh, no i was uh, lucky enough because um, uh, i uh, didn't have any trouble you know and uh, the military uh, they were very young also okay um no uh, we had a very uh, straightforward uh, you know discussion you know uh, because all the ministers have been uh, conveyed to meet you know uh, the the new uh, military president huh? and uh, he was like okay guys you know this is a coup we have a plan we have a program and uh, you know uh you better keep quiet you know because uh, we don't want you to mess up with us eh? so it, it was very clear but also in our situation uh the president also you know officially resigned uh, on on paper making things um yeah a little bit clear but you know it's it's a very uh, 
very difficult, you know, experience for uh, for everyone because you know you were having plans, you know, you were you know doing your best, and all of a sudden, you know, it all stops. Uh, you know, um, you 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 think also about what you have done wrong, you know, what you have you could have done differently, uh, so that you can avoid this because we are all responsible. You know, when something like that happened. It's not a finger, you know, pointing, you know, you need to take responsibility of, of what happened, you know, because if it happened, then uh, you have to share the responsibility. So, you know, you, you, you go through all this, you know, questioning, oh, maybe I, I should have done this. Maybe we should have done that. So it's uh, a very, uh, you know, uh, troubling experience, you know, and then you have also the pressure of, you know, uh, of the military, you know, uh you have all these audits, you know, going on, on your work, on this and that. And, you know, uh, you are never uh, safe, you know, because you can say, oh, maybe when they want to uh, put you in trouble, uh, you know, they will find some ways to put you in trouble. And, and when you are very active politically, then, you know, it's, it's, it brings more, you know, uh, you know anxiety. And uh, But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I've done my best, you know, uh, I've done uh, everything uh, I could have done. I, I don't blame myself for, you know, for something. So let it be. And, uh, and yeah, it, so it went fine. And I was lucky enough that, you know, um, a couple of, uh, months later, you know, I got, uh, to be, uh, involved in a new position and then things started again. And because you need to, uh, life has to go on, you know, you need to, to start thinking about your future, you know, after this, uh, kind of confusion and, uh, you know, being uh, stunned, uh, after a couple of months, you start, okay, let's, let's go on. What, what am I doing now? What's next? You know, what should I do? And then you start, you know, applying for jobs and, uh, finding your way. And, uh, and yeah, and that's what happened to me. And, uh, I was, I was, uh, again, lucky enough with my, my study in UK and, uh, and, and, and Netherlands. It gives me a very good, uh, kind of profile so that, you know, I can uh, easily apply. And, uh, luckily it was fine that, uh, I could rebound very quickly and, uh, and it keeps you going, you know, because when you are doing something else, then, uh, you feel more good and uh, and you forget about you know uh, some bad things and uh, and yeah and you start again. So that was that was quite an experience and uh, and yeah it uh, it went quite okay for me I would say it could have been worse you know to be frank to be honest but uh, I think I'm lucky enough that you know everything went fine and uh, I'm glad that I can continue. Uh, to do what I like uh, the most, you know, <laughs> talking about uh, uh, renewable energy, climate change, uh, policy, you know, leadership and, uh, you know, all these things. So, yeah, I think you're, <laughs> you're being the, uh, an excellent example of Burkina Bay resilience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, <but> yes. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, extremely yeah. character building and, um, and, and yeah. we appreciate yeah. your wisdom. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the reasons I was so keen to invite you onto this Thanks. podcast at the beginning because you carry a lot of wisdom and there's so much that people can learn. And I think it's 
so important to hear directly um, those type of insights that you're bringing. And that takes me on to what right now do you want to tell the world about the Sahel? And what... I guess there's two two parts yes. of this. There's what what you mm. want to see progress on, the top yes. priorities, and, and what do you want the world yeah. to know? Yes, thank you. Uh, I think uh, I'm glad you, you asked that because we need to think about the way forward, you know. And I want the world to understand, you know, um, uh, we have been painted, you know, in the Sahel region as a, a very dangerous place, and uh, nobody wants to even uh, uh, come or try to help or do something. I would say, you know, um, we have a very resilient population uh, that didn't that that have responsibility, but also shared responsibility. Because what we are living now in the Sahel, there are things that happening to us, and we are not really, you know, responsible of that. You know, I would take things example like you know climate change impact. I would like to talk about you know. The, the, the spread of, of guns in the region, you know. You don't have any single uh, factory of gun, of ammunition in the region, no. So all these things are coming from, from somewhere else. It's not, it's not locally manufactured. Okay, we have also a responsibility because the leadership has failed, you know, uh, uh, to some extent. But let's, let's see the population. You know, let's 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 forget a little bit about the failed leadership, and let's think about these these people and how can we help them to raise. We need to work through on the leadership because you know without leadership it's impossible to make any change or any 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 investment or any form. But there are some some leadership, and we can also help the leadership to improve. You know. It's all about, you know, giving hands to each other. I'm taking the example of, of the solidarity of the international community. When it comes to mobilize, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, guns, you know, armies, you know, to send to the Sahel, everybody is ready to, to do something, you know, to bring even troops ready to die in the Sahel region. But I said, look, now we have solar energy, we have renewable energy. We have the solution to everything. We can combine agriculture with energy. Okay. We can make transformation with solar energy. We can store with solar energy. We can even do agriculture with now electric tractors. You know, now the mechanization of agriculture can be done easily because with electric vehicles, everything is possible. And, and we have energy. Uh, like like never before because we have a sunshine 20 like at least 12 hours a day uh 365 days in the year so the solution is there so let's just take a small amount of money that we have been putting in buying guns you know uh airplanes fire jets uh you know missiles let's put a small amount of money in productive energy. That's it. That's what we're asking. Put people to work. 90% of the population of the Sahel region, very brave, you know, hardworking, very hardworking people. 
let's just put them to work, you know. Very young population. More than 75 of the population is young. Let's put them to work. And I'm not asking for, you know, charity or let's make a good and sound business plan. He said, okay, we are investing $100 to produce uh, tomato. Okay, let's make sure that we have a very good business plan attached to that so that the money will go back. But when we are in, in this is even much more better than, you know, buying a missile and, 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 and flow and, and, and sending it to explode. Uh, and when it's explode, it's, it's, it's gone. You know, you have no payback on, 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 on bombarding a village or bombarding a, 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 a terrorist camp. Okay. So I think we, we need to change the rhetoric and we need to change the, the, the mindsets of of people towards the Sahel region, you know. Let's be more proactive. Let's be more, uh, you know, uh, tuned towards how can we make sure that we empower people, you know, uh, on the ground of, of, of the Sahel region. So I think that's the message that I want to convey, that, guys, we have very uh, humble people, hardworking people uh, that just are asking to live peacefully. Let's try to help them to get a, a, a future. Nobody wants his, uh, to die in the sea, you know, trying to go to Europe or, or trying to go, uh, you know, uh, somewhere else. I, I am a living example. I got a chance to study in, 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 in Netherlands, you know, and then in Manchester. I could have stayed abroad, you know, because I, I have a good, good diploma. I worked for a couple of years in UK. I could have stayed, but no, I was, I was like, no, I need to go back because that's where my, my, my whole family is. And that's where I belongs to. And I want to make impact there. And I'm sure that we have plenty of young guys like me that are in the same situation. Nobody want to just migrate like that. No. Okay. I want to go on vacation and discover, but I want to go back to my, to my, my, my hometown because that's where I belongs to. So let's make the world a better place to live for everybody. Let's don't just make some safe ever for a happy few and the rest is in misery and war because it, it's, it's not going to work. Nobody is going to be in the island of protected and wealth and the, the rest of the population and the rest of the world is living in misery. Sooner or later, you'll be affected. So let's, let's try now, you know, to, to, to put the remedy and, 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 and thanks to God, we have the remedy. We have the solutions. And, uh, I do believe that, you know, renewable energy and especially solar energy can help us to solve the problem that we are facing in the Sahel region because, uh, it brings solutions, uh, to the problems that, uh, that we are facing. And, uh, uh, the hope is there, you know. We are very optimistic about the future because the wealth of the country is its population. If we have a young, vibrant, educated population, uh, they can, uh, they can, I think, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that was the message I want to convey. Yeah, yeah and I, I think it's, it's very significant that you want to share that message now towards the end of 2023, right? In that yeah. it's yes. easy for other countries to look at the Sahel, perhaps look at what's happened in the last few years and 
and think it's only about security or it's only about humanitarian response. And of course, those things are important. They're being discussed a lot. Countries really yes. have to consider those things. But but your message yeah. is just don't take your eye off the 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 end goal and the root causes yes. because there's transformation yeah. that can happen that will set up the Sahel region for its future yes. and will and will help yeah. uh, get out get out of the the, the essentially multifaceted crisis that 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 yes. has become part of its story recently. No, I agree completely. You know, uh, so much money has been wasted uh, in, uh, you know, in submission, military missions. And uh, at the end of the day, what is the result? Let's look at what, what we have done since Libya, uh, Mali, and now, you know, it's just spreading. You know, uh, you know, if you are putting billions and you are not, you know, solving the problem, you need to ask yourself some, some good question. You know, if I put one billion and then, uh, the result is that, you know, the problem is just spreading more and more, then, uh, the recipe that I'm bringing is not a good one. So let's, let's be humble and say, okay, we made a mistake, guys. You know, uh, that was not the best way to do it. Uh, let's change our way of doing, and then uh, we have we can have some delivery at the end of the day. It's all about delivery, you know. If you are putting a penny on something, at the end of the day, you have to make a, a kind of uh, assessment and see if it's working or not. And then you know uh, you make the the right decision and uh, you rearrange and make sure that you know you are on the right track. So you know, let's, let's, let's do this assessment together, you know, you know, no hard feeling, you know, okay, everybody can make a mistake, you know, we all make mistakes, okay, but at the end of the day, we sit down and say, okay, let's, guys, we made a mistake here, let's see how we can correct it and, uh, and, and do it better next time, and, and let's say, why can we try the other way, you know, let's, let's, let's make productive use of, of demand, you know, Bring solar panels. Every country is, is producing solar panels. Instead of bringing guns, bring your solar panels. Bring your pumps, you know, so that we can make, you know, solar pumping. Okay. Bring your, 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 your crops and then, uh, and then give it. And then we, we try. Instead of saying, okay, I'm giving a, 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 a fire, a, a fighting jet or, you know, I'm bringing a missile or, or I'm bringing a, a AK-47. Okay, I'm bringing solar panels and, and, and solar pumping. And, and, and I'm ready to bring some engineers so that, you know, they will uh, help improve agriculture. And we see, I'm sure, you know, with a couple of years, you will see the, the problem, uh, you know, fading because it's all about producing and making sure that young people will, will, will be uh, at work and uh, have a, a future. And, and, and we, we will see. And then export, you know, the crops. If <laughs> if you need some tomato, I, I mean, <laughs> I can tell you that, you know, the tomato are more uh, succulent and, and, and juicy in Burkina Faso than in Italy. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so let's, let's produce more tomato in Burkina and sell it to Italy and, and make more ketchup. Eh? <laughs> let, let's just talk about that international picture. You and me have talked about this 
quite a lot, haven't we? That that there just really is a very big opportunity right now for the UK, and perhaps the UK isn't particularly seeing it because the because France has been the traditional partner um, of the Sahelian countries, and um, the UK has been present. It obviously has um, had diplomatic relationships and has um, invested in in development and humanitarian response uh, where needed but but at, but but really it's not an area that the the UK sees as a as as a stronger partnership as some perhaps some other parts of the world and I think what's interesting that that we've talked about is as you've seen in the last year or so uh, Russia growing its influence in the region it was obviously there already but becoming um much more propositional Wagner um, coming into Mali and and the rise of other partners that were also there China Turkey the Sahel has started to be talked about from the outside a bit as a geopolitical um, playground sometimes it's called or which is perhaps unfair but but it's started to be talked uh, about the region but then what other players outside are doing and I think within that context it's easy for the UK to put itself just together with the West and so the West gets talked about as a as a collective and yet the picture is is quite nuanced it's quite different um and and I, and I think your description is is fascinating and I'm always interested in in what you're saying there is there is an opportunity for the UK to build win-win relationships. And there are many different parts of um, countries within the Sahel and, and communities and groups that are interested in building stronger relationships. And actually, for me, that, that means that the UK very much should not put the Sahel in a too difficult box. I think that that can be where uh, sometimes when there's challenges for a region people can think it's too difficult we can't work this out and yet you're saying the opposite you're saying there is an opportunity there is a way to build these bridges there's actually an important role for countries that have less historic ties to build those ties for the future yeah i i think uk should should look more towards francophone countries okay uh, and, and 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 be more open for collaboration. You know, um, I've studied there. I know uh, the system is very good. And I'm also listening to the young people when I'm back home. You know, I have been involved with the youth uh, in Africa for so long. You know, so, so I hear, I have the voice of the youth. Which want to be more, uh, to, 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 to interact more with UK, you know, to, to, to get about, you know, the way, you know, the pragmatic way of doing, you know, and, and how we can, you know, mingle more, especially we are looking at, you know, some neighboring countries, you know, uh, of ours, you know, namely uh, Ghana and, uh, and others, you know, who, who compared to the Francophone countries, you know, the way that the, the mindset is, you know, uh, it's, it's more pragmatic. It's more, you know, business oriented. It's more development, you know, it's more result oriented. So, there are a lot of things, you know, that uh, a lot of countries want to to hear more from UK. 
in a win-win, you know, collaboration, you know, uh, not, uh, you know, kind of paternalizing or, or, you know, condescending. No, coming towards like, let's change a change in terms of culture, in terms of our way of doing, you know, and learn more from each other. And don't just block because I think, oh, this guy is, you know, Francophone or this guy is Anglophone or Lusophone. No, we are all, you know, in the same world, you know, let's go to each other. Let's, let's mingle more. Let's find some, you know, some canal, you know, let's make some bridges between us and, and, and try to talk more. And I do think that, you know, UK has a lot to give and UK has a lot to receive. So I think, um, the policy has to be, uh, you know, more pragmatic on that way, you know, and, uh, and I, and I think that, you know, the language also, you know, it, it has to find some ways to, you know, to, to make available, you know, some, uh, some, some schools or some, uh, training possibility, uh, you know, and also more collaboration with NGOs working on education, you know, so that everything is, is, is education. If, if we have a good contact view collaboration on education, the rest will follow. So I would suggest more, you know, collaboration on that side, you know, uh, you know, working more in, uh, with, because that can be now, you know, uh, because if we've got one, okay, you need maybe some, uh, diplomatic things and this and that. No, let's, let's be pragmatic, you know, NGO to NGO. Let's find some NGOs that are working on education. Let's find some young guys that are working on some innovative idea. And let's start doing something and, and lead by example, you know. And also with this world of IT technology, you know, uh, uh, a lot of things are becoming now, now simpler, okay? Let's, uh, you know, you can easily put some groups, you know, uh, uh, and have some, uh, some team meetings or some Zoom meetings or some you know, whatever meetings, okay, and outline some ideas and, and, and implement, you know. And I think that that's, that, that will be a, a best testimony, you know, to, 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 to the future. Uh, and, and also, you know, on, on, on the military side, because you cannot uh, forget about the military and the politics side, I do think that, you know, um, everything is all about politics, you know. Uh, so I think... Uh, either the labor of the conservatives, you know, need to find some ways to be, um, uh, to be more, uh, proactive with parties in, uh, in, 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 in the Sahel region, you know, uh, and talk and understand each other and the way that, you know, the leadership is done so that, you know, they, they, they have a, a feeling of, you know, what, 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 what are the, the, the situation for, 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 for them. And also Intel for the army. And more supportive on the on the on the side, so that you know uh, they get uh, to improve about the intent. Because uh, what we have, the, all the problems that we are having, it's more or less linked to uh, to the intent. You know, if you have a very good intent, the rest is is gonna be uh, fine. So, and UK has a very good intent, and I think uh, they have some uh, uh, some good ways of collaboration for the for the Sahel region. That's yeah, mm, opportunities for intelligent sharing and yes, so on. Thank you so much, Bashir, for sharing your thoughts and wisdom with us today. Thank you for listening to the Great British Foreign Affairs Podcast, where Britain meets the world. Subscribe today, share it with a friend or colleague, and be part of shaping Britain's role on the global stage.